All right. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the State of the League podcast. With me, as always, is the world-famous Pablo Escobar. And today we're joined by Kofi, uh, the Internet's most miserable Pistons fan, I guess. Or maybe the happiest one. I I don't know. I'm not really that (laughs) happy with the State of the Fan base. Probably a mixed bag. I went on I went on R slash Detroit Pistons last night and I feel like I'm, I'm healthily in the middle. Dude, I can't believe I didn't do that. That must have been a complete hellhole. Uh yeah. So the Pistons lost the battle of mid last night. Um, and they are now on a 14 game losing streak. They could not overcome the force of nature that is Kyle Kuzma. And so we're here to talk about the game and the state of Detroit in general. So I guess I'll open the floor up to Kofi at this point, uh, the biggest fan in the room. How are you feeling right now? Dude, this is absolute rock bottom. I think I think it's absolute rock bottom in terms of just like this entire regime, the four-year rebuild. I, I cannot think of and the thing is is that I am not mad at any of the players. This is this has nothing to do with the players. I look at these players. I'm like, they're trying hard. They're NBA players here. They're NBA pieces here. I'm looking up at the front office. I'm looking up at the ownership. And I feel like Detroit hasn't won a playoff game since the Obama era. The like, And I remember that. I was like walking down like the street of North Carolina, like holding up signs. Like I was like in middle, like middle school, maybe like I, that was that. It's been a was while. Was it first term or second term? Oh, it was first term. First term. It was like first term. Oh, wow. This is like I think it might change, have been Bush's. Man. Yeah, like <laughs> like the election year for Obama. It's <laughs> <laughs> hope and change, dude. I remember, dude. That was like 15 years ago. Um, it's been it's been sad because you know, like I like players on this team. It's cool, but I feel like a lot of players are playing above their role, right? Like Isaiah Stewart. Love Isaiah Stewart, love what he like brings to an NBA team, but I don't think he should be a starter. But he has no choice to be the like but to be the starter because we do not have the depth because Troy Weaver took two swings on backup bigs, you know? And it's just like you watch that you watch like during the whole game and you're just like frustrated with that. And the fact that Marvin Bagley was a healthy scratch yesterday. I'm just like, wow. That I don't shocked know. me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, where is Because it? it was like mid-first quarter. I was on Pistons Twitter, and someone was like, where's Bagley? And then the, the beat writer was like, actually, that's a good point. You know, and I'm, like, this, I'm like, this is where we're at right now. So, this Oh, man. They're going with Wiseman tonight. Yeah, that was, <laughs> oh, uh, that was a little surprise. I don't know. It's just uh, when you have both of them back there, uh, it's like I, I get trying to balance the minutes if you're Monty Williams, but – um. You should also probably, like, this is the game that Detroit needed to win. And so, like, throwing Wiseman a developmental 30 minutes last night, just being like, hey, you know, he's got to get his feet under him. Let's let's let him get some play here. I don't know if that was specifically the game to do it. Uh, yeah, Pablo, how are you feeling about the Pistons? Um, Not, not too great. <laughs> I, well, here's the thing with the Pistons is um, – they have made every single draft pick that I would have made if I was running and if I was running their team over the years. So as, as this has gone on, I'm looking at them like, God, it's a good thing. I'm not a GM. <laughs> um, but uh, I, yeah, I don't know how to feel. Cause I, I still like a lot of the young talent, but uh, it seems, it seems that they just cannot function as a winning team or even close to a winning team yet. And the main, the main thing I'm concerned about is Cade Cunningham and so I'm 
I'm seeing a lot of parallels with Cade Cunningham between him and um, my my football team is the Bears, and I'm seeing a lot of Justin Fields parallels. Oh, and wow. so, like, with Cade, I'm wondering, like, how much of it is him and how much of it is the worst possible situation? <laughs> because, um, like, he's – he I, I don't know if he still is, but he was leading the league in turnovers. Um, the efficiency is – horrific but when it looks good it looks so good and that's when, like when justin fields it's like always oh, set the he's second most rushing yards by a quarterback ever oh but what sometimes he just throws the ball into his offensive lineman's helmets and it just <laughs> it's just looks so bad at times so i'm wondering uh kofi as a pistons fan are how where is your mind at with kate are you still like okay, this is our guy, we just don't have the right pieces around him? Or are you worried? Are you like, okay, is he the guy? I, I honestly want to see more of Cade and Ivy taking turns versus everything revolves around Cade. I mm-hmm. feel like there have been a couple of Pistons, like, fourth quarters where it seems like everything gets stagnant and then Cade is just being asked to do, like, a Herculean task, which, like, for the team around him and the roster that they put up there, it's just, like a little bit too lofty of a goal for like what we have. And, you know, it's just been a weird ride, you know, with Pistons Twitter. Cause the first, I remember the first uh, starting lineup graphic. That's a, that's a cool thing that we do. We look at the starting lineup graphics and we're just like, Oh my God, what is happening? Um, <laughs> we hit, we had um, the first one where it's like killing Hayes and the star Thompson. And that was like, okay, it was, it was really, it's really hard seeing Cade, this has nothing to do with Star Thompson. I think he's going to like develop the shot eventually, but it is really hard seeing like Cade pass, like make a great pass in terms yeah. of like. And I think he's like lackadaisical with some passes sometimes, but it's it's often like weird to see him make a great pass, and then it's like Killian Hayes in the corner for a three, and you know that's like not like it. It reminds me of when Trey Young got in the league and he was making all these great passes, but then it'd be like. Alex Len in the corner, yeah. right? And you're yeah. like, you're like an MB, like another player definitely hits that shot, but like you made the right play. I can't be mad at you. But then Kate also does like sometimes like yesterday in the Wizards game, he had like some pocket passes to Duran that were just like at his feet. And it's just like certain things that I wish are going to be like ironed out over the course of the season. So I'm not really like worried about that kind of stuff. I think it's just more just like, hey, does this team actually like fit together? Yeah, I, you really hit a lot of my feelings about Cade directly on the head. I think um, there's like a kind of a Venn diagram of like shit Cade Cunningham does poorly and then shit the Pistons have done poorly around him and we're right in the middle of it where uh, it feels like with a great situation, I'm still not sold on Cade Cunningham in terms of being like, the best player on a highly competitive team. I think he might be better suited to being like the second best, or I mean, he'd be really good as like the third best, but uh, combined with that, I think uh, I saw a good tweet about this where Monty Williams is so ready to just like bench guys and swap pieces out, especially on the perimeter with Ivy in exchange for Killian Hayes that a lot of the times uh, Pistons players will try to avoid making mistakes it feel it feels like and it will just funnel more offense into this overload that Cade Cunningham is already like underqualified to deal with he can't just be everything for this Pistons team and so to I I think uh 
Monty Williams being ready to just like pull guys at the first or second mistake is really not helping Cade's development in that regard. I, I think it's I think it's more for like the towards the wings, right? I think it's more towards like the backcourt when Monty is doing that. I remember there was this the Pistons Pelicans game. I think the Pelicans went zone, right? And Asar shot like three or four corner threes in a row, and they weren't even close to like hitting and uh, like that's fine like i'm not even like i'm not mad at that like it's a it's a growing pains thing like i i i i I believe in that so but it now it feels like there was another game where sar only played like two minutes in the entire like second half or something so it's like getting pretty bizarre in terms of like who Monty's playing and who he's not and i feel like as as a team as players that I don't think there's an NBA roster where players need more confidence in like not feeling like they can, they can't make mistakes than this team. I mean, this team leads the league in turnovers and not all those turnovers are just due to like falling asleep at the wheel. Sometimes it's just like, they're young. They have to process the NBA game. They're going to have to learn that on the fly. Um, But if you're so, if, but if the players are so worried about being pulled for this, then I feel like nobody's like learning anything. Because it's like, how are you supposed to learn stuff when you're just like, I mean, you can learn, of course, you can learn stuff while you're observing the game. But I feel like, what about the players that learn best by like trying and messing up and failing? I feel like that's most players, just in terms of like running through things at game speed in the middle of an NBA game. You're learning a lot more, especially for a guy. Killian Hayes, I mean, uh, will probably be what he is for the rest of his career. But when you look at Asar Thompson, this guy who has so much potential, but simultaneously these very glaring flaws that if you're going to win 18 games anyways, run him into the ground and like let him, (laughs) I mean, trial by fire a little bit. And And I think it's because he's doing so well despite those flaws. Like, and he's doing, like, well, like, the national media landscape is, like, we, Asar Thompson got a Ben Taylor video. <laughs> I was, I was, like, oh, my, I saw that in my YouTube sub box, and I was, like, oh, um, I, is that what I think it is? <laughs> and it said, like, 2K video game, I was, like, oh, my God, we are so bad. Even though this is mid, <laughs> this is mid-losing streak, right? <laughs> but it, as a Pistons fan, it just takes, like, that kind of, like, hey, people are noticing that, like, there are some like good enough players here and like there's some like there's something special on the court even if i'm watching like a t- our team lose it's cool to see a star thompson get the rebound and take a coast to coast for a layup and then or like just be active just and try as hardest especially like even though like i feel like the team doesn't i don't, I don't think the team has a trying hard problem i feel like the team just is like they're they're just a young team. That's all. And I feel like Asar is definitely. I feel like if that Asar effort even becomes like half as contagious as I want it to be, like I feel like there's more hope than it feels right now. Yeah, I don't have a problem with their effort at all. It felt like several times yesterday they were like on the ground, loose balls, everything. It's just a fit problem and I mean a talent problem to some extent. I do think people are playing a little bit above their depth on like a competitive NBA team's depth chart. Pablo, how you feeling? It it feels like the roster is so extreme 
in the way that there's just guys, you have guys who can play defense, you have guys who can make an open three-pointer, but it's like none of them are the same guys. <laughs> and so like you have <laughs> you have Asar Thompson, like is he the he might be the best shot blocking rookie wing ever. He's just completely unbelievable, but it's like Oh, he shoots 18% from three or whatever. Um, Killian Hayes, good passer, good defender, just can't do anything offensively. Um, and then, like, Marcus Sasser has been kind of a, rev- a revelation on the offensive end. Marcus Sasser is looking really good for a rookie, but, I mean, he's a small, like, what is he, like 6'1", 6'2", point guard. Um, Isaiah Livers, I think, can shoot, right? Um, and, like, yeah, just Jalen Dur- It just it just feels like Monty Williams still, he still doesn't know what he wants to be with this roster. If um, at the beginning of the season, it seemed like he was like defense is our identity. We're going to, we're going to go all in on defense. This is why Jaden Ivy can't play. Cause we're a defensive team and Killian Hayes brings defense. <laughs> and then they play defensive basketball and they're like, Oh my God, we are a mid defense. Even when we go all defense, let's, <laughs> let's go all offense and see how that works. It's like, Oh no, we're still mid as an all offense team. <laughs> Turns out we might just be bad. <laughs> so I don't know what money Williams is going to do from here on out, but it's definitely, it's definitely a personnel issue. <laughs> it, it, it sucks that like it, it, you could dragon ball fusion dance, a couple of these players. Oh my God. So like, many. Uh, if you, if you fuse a Sar Thompson with even like Stanley Amude, dude, like I'm like, yo, we're I'm like, it's just like, hey, like that would be so much like better than like what we have right now, where it's like you, and I feel like the thing about Livers coming back, which is cool, is that Livers is not afraid to shoot. Yeah, it, it is. It is what it is. But I feel like we're getting a little bit more space than the start of the season, which was like absolutely no one. Also, the Pistons injury report would be like six or seven people, and. <laughs> I know that a lot of Pistons fans have been like holding on to like injured players coming back, but like it's not, it's not injured. The injured players are not going to fix this, but it might make it more watchable. That's probably like the bar that we're setting right now. You won't lose by 20 to the Wizards, (laughs) is what you're saying? Dude, that I I was on the Dunker Spot playback TV with Nikias and (gasps) the Legends. And I, and we were just talking, and I just blink, and the just game got away. I was like, "When did we? I was like, when, why are we down 15? Like, what just happened? Like, we were just like talking about whatever. And I was like, "We're down 15. Wait, what happened? What's going on?" If you did the Dragon Ball Z fusion dance with Marvin Bagley and James Wiseman, is that a good player, or is it still not very good? <laughs> I think it's still that's the thing <laughs> that, that I wouldn't I wouldn't I would I would fuse I would fuse Bagley and Stewart. Oh, yeah, okay. that's a good player. That <laughs> is would, a good I would, player. I would, I would I would fuse that aspect or something like that. I don't. Know. I Ivy and Hayes would be crazy. Right. That's the thing. It's like these players. If you you fuse them together, <laughs> yeah. They're so, they're, they're shift either, shift yeah. the resources from away from the salary cap towards quantum physics or whatever that's included in <laughs> that might be better long term put put that little caesar's money into it is that who yeah. the owner is <laughs> is he the caesar's little arena yeah the little caesar's arena that fucking <laughs> rocks oh my god better i think the nuggets uh 
sponsors of defense contractor. So, oh, hell yeah, Ball Arena. You think about the glass jars? No, they're making missiles. Uh, so oh. yeah, shout out to Denver, wow. I suppose. Um, shout is there to anything the Demon that? <laughs> Demon Airport. <laughs> is there anything about uh the game yesterday specifically that you guys want to touch on that really jumped out to you while you were watching it? The the fact that. I, I will give credit to the Wizards. The fact that, like, it, like, Jordan Poole hasn't been having a great start to the season, but the fact that, like, they got that performance out of a 35 year old Gallo, right? And then, like, Denny was, like, Denny and Kispert were looking fine. And then, like, Kulabali, too. And then Kuzma was cooking. You know, it was just like the Wizards couldn't miss yesterday, and I really haven't like watched that many Wizards games, but they they I haven't seen them look like that. They, I'm they not miss a that... lot. I'll say as someone <laughs> watched a couple. You saw you saw them in person, man. Yeah, That's, that that is like that is strength. I I miss DC so much. Yeah, I mean it was great. Uh, shout out to the guy who got me those tickets. Uh, shout out to the four Luca fans who sat in front of us the whole time. I'm not joking. They literally had their phones out and went. Luca, oh my god, and like these are like 24 year old people, and so I mean, no judgment, I didn't report him in public or anything, but uh, guys, dial it back, it's not like Jokic is there or anything, you know. Dude, um, the fact that dude, the fact that Jokic and Mike Malone got ejected from the Pistons game, and that was like, oh my god, we could win this game, and still didn't. <laughs> I, I thought like, it was going to be the one. There was a, there's a, there's been a couple of those for Denver. Uh, they were almost the one that broke the Clippers' losing streak when they got Harden. They were almost the one for Detroit. They were mm. almost, I don't know. Um, but the thing is, if you look at Detroit's schedule, I don't think they win until the new year. It's the hardest remaining strength of schedule. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> oh. Wow. Wow, like fun. straight up, I I I, <laughs> I saw it online. I didn't I didn't bet that, so maybe I'm just making shit up. But uh, it it looks it, tough. <laughs> it it yeah. looks difficult. I'm like, oh my god, that was <laughs> it. Thing, that was the... <laughs> one thing that jumped out to me when I was watching the game yesterday. It feels like I don't know. Um, how do you feel about like Detroit's wing depth? I suppose because it, it felt like I like Hayes defensively, and I I love Asar defensively, obviously. Um. But, like, in terms – it always felt like there was a guy on the court when the Wizards were running out uh, Denny and Kuzma at the same time. And when Gallo was in, it felt like this, too, where you just have a guy giving up, like, six inches in the backcourt or something. How, did, did that, like, jump out to you at all? I think what jumps out usually in these Pistons rotations is that you, like – it's like you look at four players – on the court, and you're like, okay, this all fits. This all fits. And you look at a fifth guy, and you're like, <laughs> what's going on? Right, and it's like, and I feel like, um, and I, I've said this before, it's like, Monty Williams is, like, trying to solve a puzzle, but, like, some of the puzzle pieces are missing, and some of the pieces from that puzzle are from another puzzle, right? <laughs> like, a completely different puzzle. So, like, whatever you put as the finished product, it's not going to look like a complete thing. And again, <laughs> again, that's the frustrating thing about the Pistons, is that it, it has nothing to do with the players. Like, I'm like, I am not mad at any of the players. They are trying their best. This is just, this, this front office looked at these players, saw their skills, talents, and was just like, hey, this will fit. Also, I don't think Troy Weaver gets enough flack for 
having that uh, letter being like, oh, the rebuild takes a long time. And then his only offseason moves, additions were, sorry, additions were Joe Harris and Monty Morris. And I haven't seen Joe Harris in three weeks. And then uh, Monty Morris is not playing. <laughs> what's what's going on with them? I forgot all about them. So Joe Harris, I think, is injured right now. But even when he did play, he didn't play that much. Like, it, it's people are like, yeah, this is not the like, I don't know what Joe Harris you think you were going to get. And then Monty Williams just hasn't. <laughs> and Monty Williams just hasn't. I'm sorry, Monty Morris just hasn't played. Yeah, like I don't know. Game. That doesn't really. I, if you're going to lose a bunch, same way I was saying, uh, just run a Sar Thompson out there. I guess you want to run your young guys, but like 14 straight. I don't know. Maybe Monte could help a little bit. Maybe run him out there at shooting guard. Move Cade. Cade, a 6'7 shooting guard who can do like a little bit of off ball playmaking shit. Could move me a little bit. I don't know. Maybe <laughs> I, maybe the game would be closer. I think it's just the. I just want. I just think that you can take a little bit of responsibility off of Cade, and I think be fine. Yeah, I I think I think Jaden Ivy is the guy to do that. Um, and like last night he had like seven assists, right? Something yeah, Cade, like that. Cade had seven assists and one turnover. No, I think Damn. Ivy. I think Ivy did as well. No. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, he did. You're right. You're right. Yeah, like yeah, they no. both, they both. Oh, Ivy had three turnovers. Okay, what? It that's still that's still that's, <laughs> that's still, still good. That's still that's still great. <laughs> that's still great compared two to, to one ratio, baby. <laughs> that's what that's what we've been that compared to what we've been seeing. Like that's the thing. Even like the Pistons. Another frustrating thing about the Pistons is even when you like see an individual player be like, "Oh, hey, this is actually pretty good." Lost by nineteen. You know, it's like <laughs> all right. <laughs> Yeah, I think I think the one there's if if we're looking for optimism, I think number one it's Asar Thompson's defense, um, yeah. and then number two I would go Jaden Ivy because I I posted a 47 minute YouTube video talking about Jaden Ivy for Philly days. <laughs> Head on over to Hot Tunes TV channel NBA if you're interested to see. But uh, Jaden Ivy has been like elite attacking the rim this year, like 70 yep. something percent. Um, in in like the high 90th percentile. He's a guy with unreal burst. Um, he's big. He has gigantic hands. He has long arms. He could finish everything. And um, he's been very efficient as a scorer this year. And his jump shot is coming around. And uh, even if the defense looks rough, um, I think I think the playmaking has not been as rough as Monty Williams kind of like tried to sell it as. Um, and so I think I think you can take solace in the fact that like okay, this it's it's looking like we have a guy. This is what potential all-star guards are supposed to look like in year two and then um my my third silver lining would be uh Cade's defense Cade Cade looks really good on defense as well and and Jalen Duran let's let's not forget guys Jalen Duran started the season he was looking like Dwight Howard so there's this it's not quite the 2012 Bobcats despite the losing streak right (laughs) and I'm and I've been in the camp this this season where it's like I would rather I think it's probably for this team. I think it's probably going to be easier to teach Jaden Ivy defense than Killian Hayes jump shooting. And oh yeah, shot for shooting. sure, absolutely. No, I'm, I'm just like, I'm just like, all right, this I will rather choose this than the alternative. And that's nothing against Killian Hayes. I think Killian Hayes will be a great backup guard in the right situation because what he he has he does have offensive strengths. It's just it's just not like heightened by this team. No. If if Killian Hayes was going to happen, it's unfortunate to say, but it would have happened by now. Like, yeah, I don't, I don't know if there was anything standing in his way aside from playing 
with other players, but like if you can't if you can't score, you can't score in year four, or whatever we are in. Yeah. Yeah. And it's I don't know, it's crazy to have the coach be like like go to the wall for you and be like, This is our guy. We, <laughs> I love what he does. This is our and the second Jaden Ivey starts, I looked it up. 17 points per game in the last four games. Like he's, <laughs> he's been like really solid offensively. And so it's just, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's crazy that the defense is so bad too, because you guys mentioned it. Cade, solid. Durant, solid. Asar, solid. Hayes, when he's out there, is good. I don't know. just feels like there's pieces where, I don't know, if Tom Thibodeau had this team, maybe they'd be bottom <laughs> 20 instead of bottom 30 something. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, don't know, I wonder. Like, I wonder how much, how many points they give up in transition just by bricking all their jumpers on the, on the other end. Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know what they rank in there. Like we give away, we give away, we probably give away some free fa- uh, fast breaks, man. <laughs> some free yeah. fast breaks. Um, I have a couple notes. The funny moments from the game last night. Obvious pool making um, whoever it was fall down and standing still long enough for a SAR to come back. His like scoop layup attempt was very <laughs> funny, um, but there was another part close to the end of the game where the Wizards called a timeout, and this has been a theme on TikTok a couple times. Where like, what's what's Pool doing during the timeouts? They call a timeout, mm. and the announcer goes, "Jordan Pool just handed me a handful of M and M's," and so like, <laughs> I was like, what "The fuck is Jordan?" What's he doing right now? Go to the huddle, man. Oh man, that do we know what killed kind? me live? Do we know what kind? Because if they were peanut, then that's some protein or something, right? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Got to keep the that's... blood sugar up, I guess. Damn. I hope. I hope they weren't in his pocket, and I hope he wasn't sweating and getting melted oh. M and M's in his wizard shorts. Oh, but I'm I'm pro Eminem, so I got to be honest. I support it. <laughs> Hell yeah. Um, that's really all I had. On the Pistons, I mean, there's only so many ways to say they've lost 14 straight games, and uh, it's hard. And Kofi, I'm sorry you had to go through that, but maybe talking <laughs> about good basketball teams will make oh, you yes, feel please. better, even Absolutely. though they're not your own. There's so there's so much good basketball in the league for me to like truly be upset. I feel like a lot of Pistons. This this one was like, okay, let's watch anything else. <laughs> okay. Uh, so then moving on to my next segment, I just, to be honest, we were going to record this on Black Friday. And so this is based on buying things. It's called, do you buy this? But uh, I right. mean, it, we're past that. Uh, so I'm going to tell you guys a statement. It's either true or I made it up to sound true. And you guys can guess whether it is or not. Starting with a fun team that is very entertaining. The Orlando Magic are currently the second seed in the East with a record of 12-5 and five. prior to the win over the Charlotte Hornets on Sunday. They had one singular player score 30 points one singular time through the entirety of the season. Is this true or false? What are you guys thinking? Oh, this could be true because Franz has been really rough to start the season. And then Paolo, Paolo's just not really filling it up. Oh, this could be true. What do you think, Kofi? I buy it as well. I think that the the points per game is more on the lower end for the Magic, but they do have a lot of people that they can spread the buckets around with. You know, it's like Paulo, Franz, Cole Anthony. Um, oh, Cole is a threat to a you know, third. and then Jalen Suggs. I feel like if I feel like it's possible that they like spread the wealth, and then they're winning by the defense thing. I can totally see it. 
Are are me and Kofi together, or are we competing against each other? Um, let's say competing. Uh, let's, all right, let's get, a all right. get away from me, here. Kofi. Get away. Stop <laughs> the collusion. My answer is true. This is true. I'm gonna go false. Oh shit! All right, well it's true, Kofi. Sorry, bud. Uh, what? Oh wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Paolo on November second okay. versus the Utah Jazz is the only thirty-point game any Magic player had prior to Sunday against the Charlotte Hornets, which is essentially like a twenty-five point game. Like they're not good. So <laughs> yeah, but the Orlando Magic two seed. They're on a seven-game win streak. Several very impressive wins in that span. How are you Have guys feeling about pace? Orlando? Oh, I'm feeling fantastic about Orlando. Have they played the Pacers yet or no? Do you know? Because everybody... They, didn't they lock... Didn't they? I feel like they locked up the Pacers. Will you look at... And, and that was like a... Everybody... Like Oh, sorry. Everybody seems to everybody seems to drop like fifty against the Pacers. So if they're looking for a thirty point game against anybody, that's that's probably it. <laughs> I mean, the Blazers against the Pacers. I think they just dropped like one hundred and thirty last night. Uh, <laughs> Scoot Henderson is back. <laughs> oh, okay. So they played the Pacers November nineteenth. Did they win? And they beat the Pacers. So yeah, maybe Allowing I don't. Rights. I don't know. The yeah. problem is they just are so deep with like capable guys uh, in the sense that like if you play that caliber of defense and you just have like eight guys who can go get 12 points, you don't really need a 30 piece. And it feels like that's how they've been winning games so far. I'm so jealous of the Magic's rebuild. Like I'm just I'm just like, wow, I look over there. And like, that, that, that's fun. What what is what is that like? Yeah. What's it like to hit on draft picks? What the hell? Oh my god! Oh, oh what the, what's it what's it like to go back to your coolest uniforms? <laughs> that now Ooh, that's yeah. nice. Um, but uh, yeah, I think I'm I'm a believer for now. I think uh, the offense the offensive like limitations could catch up to them in the playoffs. And then by spring, we're like, okay, this, this, it was fun in the regular season, but it's not that fun now. Um, but for, for now, I love it. I love Jalen Suggs. Jalen Suggs, officially not a bust. He's the heart and soul of this defense. He's flying around everywhere. He's the new Alex Caruso. He can pass. He can um, shoot right now. Um, he's when he runs in transition, he looks like Derrick Rose post injury, but still good. Um, he's he's fantastic. Uh, Markel Fultz is injured. Once he comes back, they got another cool funky guy who also can't shoot, but he can pass and he can defend. Um, Paolo, listen, I am not a big time. Apollo believer, but right now I can't say anything. He's playing okay. He's playing okay enough, and he's and he's looking better defensively than I thought he would be. Um, overall, this is a team like they they've made it. They made it their mission statement many years ago. It feels like we're gonna get the long boys and we're gonna defend, and that's what they're doing. And now that they got the thin blue line back on the bench, they're everything's working <laughs> out. It's so. crazy. He's only fourteen minutes a game. I looked that up while I was researching this, and they're like. Am I missing something? Do you think he should be playing more or like just is it like a don't fuck with it if it's not broken? I think I would assume it's probably like a let's take this slowly because maybe 15 minutes a game is when his entire body self destructs. <laughs> um, but he... then you just have the best defense in the history of the <laughs> league for 14 minutes a night. 
Listen, it can't yeah. be it can't be a coincidence that the thin blue line who inspires patriotism all across our country immediately returns and inspires Orlando Magic nationalism at an all time high. USA, USA, <laughs> USA, USA. Consume. Uh, everybody support the military and Disney everybody World. buy his Judah brand shoes. I, I there might have been a Black Friday sale. Everyone go on JonathanIsaac.com or so. I don't know what website, <laughs> but, but he's. He's head on over to Unitas. We're taking down Nike and their woke agenda. So, yeah. Damn. Hell yeah. Let him go off the script. He will say the word woke within 30 seconds. We are fucking <laughs> cooking here, people. Yeah, I don't know. I think uh, the Magic, their their win over Boston uh, really impressed me. And so did their win over Denver. But we're not going to talk about that. Um, the, but, like. Porzingis goes out in the Boston game. He got hurt, and it became extremely apparent that your comment about the long boys, the the Celtics without Porzingis and Holiday are in a, like a different weight class from the Magic right now. The Magic <laughs> are a really big basketball team, and it's crazy to say that because they don't even – Wendell Carter Jr. is out. So, like, if they yeah. have their actual mm. starting center back in, who I'm a huge Wendell Carter guy, I think, like, I don't know. The offense will become a playoff problem when you don't have a guy who, like, when shit breaks down in the half court, can go get you 30 points in a night or something like that. But I think they can win a lot of basketball games this season. I don't think the two seed is, like, an accident. Yeah. Kofi, how you feel? Oh, sorry. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I really do, like – see this Orlando team and I'm just like looking at like I'm like wow these are like seven eight nine guys can play basketball and like even like I think Goga Goga but go 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 like everybody's like contributing and then um the Tatum like they put Isaac on Tatum and like Isaac was like I was like yes this is what this is what you send him in for I'm like wow that's like a real shut like a shutdown corner feel it felt like just like put him on like like Revis on whoever your top wide receiver was or whatever but yeah, I think that they're gonna get a lot of regular season wins for sure, just off of locking like, it, and teams will probably be surprised by like how good they lock up, like day to day. Be like, oh my god, this team is trying out, and you're like Jalen Sugg. <laughs> Jalen Sugg is like, oh my, like I feel like some like he's gonna catch a bunch of people. Be like, dude, this is like game twenty eight. What are you doing? Jalen Sugg <laughs> is playing his heart out, right? You know, <laughs> and I'm and I just love that kind of like that effort and. As someone that was really high on Jalen Suggs and like used to watch like all his good like the Gonzaga footage, I was like, "This is the guy, right?" Um, it's really cool to see him like find his like what he, like his niche in the NBA as well. So that be that. that'd be so funny if the reason they're good is because they are the Orlando Magic, and for years every team is like, "All right, this is a night off," but now you <laughs> walk in and they are trying way harder, and they're led by the ultimate football playing basketball player. <laughs> And so they're like, okay, just let him win. I don't want to have to deal with this. He's diving for every loose ball. He's crashing into my hips. Let him win. <laughs> there was an yeah. interesting. There's interesting uh, podcast interview. I forget what the the title of the podcast was, but it was Paulo Bancaro, and he was playing. This is like his rookie year, and he was playing like in front of like a, this, the crowd. And then his teammates were like, "You see that? This wasn't here last year." Mm. So I feel like even like that kind of thing, like can just like attitude wise can just like really uplift a franchise and be like hey we're doing something good here you know yes 
damn, that's crazy. The number one pick did that for a franchise. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't Detroit. That's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I didn't do that interview. <laughs> yeah, the city I wrote of down Orlando here. loves Paolo. The country of Italy does not. <laughs> no, beef. He's a deceitful. I mean, yeah, he'll stab you in the back. No question. <laughs> Mamma mia. Um, I wrote down here Suggs and uh, Cole Anthony, too. Both of them play like they are the size of a Sar Thompson. It's fucking crazy. <laughs> and, like, yeah, I don't know. Uh, like, I feel like that contributes to the overall feeling of just like this is a very big basketball team. When you break it down, the backcourt is like 6'3", both of them. But, yeah, like anything in transition, a dead fucking sprint. Any loose ball, they're on the floor. They're boxing out. They're trying their hardest to rebound. They will foul you hard and shit like that. So it's just, yeah, I don't know. They both play like the coach said, hey, you're fucking cut if you don't do something <laughs> impactful in the next 30 seconds. And I love that. Yeah, it's uh, definitely – I don't know if that thing sparks the culture change that Paolo was talking about in that uh, interview, but I would absolutely believe it's a byproduct of it, where once the fans get engaged, it's a lot easier for someone like Suggs, who really thrives on the emotion of the arena and what have you, uh, for him to just like start doing the shit on the fringes of the game that he does really well. And I think that is a big reason, compared to last year, he looks like a way better basketball player. One hundred percent. I I just be- I believe that the energy can be contagious and just like a circle of like, oh, the Magic are playing hard. Okay, cool. The fans like it. Okay, cool. And the Magic play harder. Okay, cool. The fan like, I I believe in that honestly. Yeah. Um. Kofi, you're a North Carolina guy, right? Yep. Born and raised. You. So did you watch Cole Anthony when he was at North Carolina? I think I was like away at the time I, I went to maryland for college so i think i was mm. like gone i was like out of that era by now then and i wasn't able to like i wasn't like really ingrained in college basketball as i wanted to be so like it was like a little bit like just watching here or there you know yeah so we when he going into him at north carolina he was hyped like all off season to be a potential number one pick guy some people yep. were like oh is this the next damian lillard but then he went to north carolina and Roy Williams has his him playing literal 1932 basketball or whatever. <laughs> like nobody who could make, I don't even know if they had somebody who could make a mid range jump shot and he's playing with like leaky black. And it's like, are we literally back in time here to the, to the peach hoops? Um, and so he looked awful in college. And so, uh, and also he was injured a little bit. And so he mm-hmm. ended up slipping to them. And now he's looking like uh, not a number one pick type guy, but just like uh, the dynamic score that people thought he would be. And so I wonder, I wonder if there is a world out there where he did go to a program where he was able to put up volume numbers. And um, then he does go way higher in the draft. And there's like Cole Anthony is just uh dropping 30 points on 30 shots on some other team in the league for years but instead he's been hidden away on this orlando magic bench and now we're finally seeing the true true cole anthony they're let they're letting him let it fly and it works out i saw um my boy ben pfeiffer i think said he he might be uh six man of the year Ooh, i think Who's that like what, what what fascinates me about college basketball is that there are some programs and coaches that have adapted to the like more modern era where it's like Alabama was just like, all right, the paint and the three pointer and like Connecticut was like, Hey, we're taking all these threes or whatever. But like Roy Williams basketball was like, Hey, 
we had we're gonna I'm gonna find as many 611 260 players with 40 inch verticals and we're gonna <laughs> out rebound everybody <laughs> and it and it worked for college you know I can't like I can't say it didn't but like it just it just fascinates me where how you like watch the tournament there's a um, I forget what the youtuber is but he's like it's a one thing that you need to know about every team in the tournament and it's so oh, fascinating yeah. to and it's so fascinating to watch how like each team like is good at one thing or like um and they're like oh yeah this team is really good at like the surprise lob back cut and i'm like oh that's cool and it's like this team is like really modern with it and then it's like this team runs the princeton you know it's like oh my god yeah okay. it's like <laughs> jim jim Beheim at syracuse if you if you don't play in my zone and if you accept a ten dollars from the nil i will kill myself in front of everybody <laughs> on campus oh my god <laughs> Oh man, yeah, college basketball. Um, it's it's genuinely it's the most disgusting basketball in the world. Yeah. <laughs> I, I watched so much of it for the prospects, and then like when when Lamelo went to Australia, and I would I would uh, watch those Australian games. I was like, this is fantastic basketball. This is yeah. like the jerseys are awesome. The the style of play is up and down. Then I watched um if you watch Euroleague basketball, that's cool. I watched like Belgium League basketball. I've watched I watched the Turkish league when Shingun was there. I've watched all these different um Europe. basketball Sicko. leagues oh all around God. the world. Well Respect. listen, Shin, I'm I'm not even close to the spectrum of, of sickos that are out there. Um, but like that once every, once you watch all the basketball leagues, there's just one common denominator, and it's that college basketball. Every other league is here. College basketball is is completely separate. It's its own thing, and it's yeah. its own uniquely it's terrible. I mean, product. yeah, like <laughs> I don't know. It's crazy how much. I'll see. I just like I'll go through a cycle where I'm like, damn, I should get back into college basketball. <laughs> game on, big man like catches it on the post, drop step, pump fake, just rolls off the rim, and I'm like, okay, cool. I'm uh, I'm just gonna go back to the NBA. <laughs> Any professional basketball rocks. Euroleague rocks. Uh, the fucking FIBA tournament rocks. Anyone yeah. who's like getting paid to play uh, officially on the books, you know that that's <laughs> college. I don't know when it's not like win or go home when the stakes are lower it's not the best product in the world yeah it's like the the big like you said the big man misses the hook shot uh, and also he has two wide open guys from the three-point line <laughs> he doesn't see them even if he yeah. did see them they can't make the shot <laughs> so it's just he, like, he kicks out and then he gets benched the coach is like put that shot up come on <laughs> All right. A lot of talk about Paolo in that segment. Moving back to Detroit and their number oh, one no. pick. We did already touch on this, <laughs> uh, but, you know, I got it written down here. I put a little bit of elbow grease into it, so we might as well get it out there. Cade Cunningham leads the league in turnovers per game at 4.5. That number is higher than the combined turnovers of 12 starting backcourts. Oh. Wait, 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 wait. So you're telling me you tell you wait, you're telling me to take ten teams. Okay, no, teams, no. My phrasing here to... is bad. Oh, okay. Oh. Like the shooting guard and the point guard for the team. Um, okay, got it. Okay. Yeah, like the Spurs or something, uh Malachi Branham and Jeremy Sohan or some shit like okay, I... those two, but not twelve put together. That would be right. crazy. Yeah, I, I I was like, dang, I thought I was watching these games. How many times did he throw in the ball? <laughs> <laughs> this has gotta be false. Oh my god. Um, so 12, you said? Yes. Okay. I'm going to think, I'm going to say Halliburton, that whoever, Halliburton doesn't 
turn the ball over at all. So that's I'm gonna go with that. And then I'm gonna say yes, man. It because it's a lot of turnovers. <laughs> like it'll all be right. like yeah. I'm gonna say yes. Oh, oh wait, this is a true or false thing again. Yes. Do you oh, need okay. it repeated? Okay, so it's so 12, 12 backcourts. So six. So wait, no. So twelve. Okay, I'm gonna K- say. So Cade out turnovers twelve backcourts by himself. Okay. All right. With four point five, I'm gonna say yeah. yes because it sounds extreme, and so I'm, I think we're gonna we're doing we're being bogus here. Let's just say yes. <laughs> it's not twelve. It's eighteen. It's a uh, more than half away. Yeah. <laughs> I went through every team today, and a, some of that, some of that is like a you got a playmaker uh, like Jokic, and so then Contavious Caldwell Pope is the shooting guard, averaging like point eight turnovers per game. Eighteen uh, okay. teams is a big sample size, man. That really shocked me. Yeah, and that's like that's what makes it just so frustrating because he's like a ninth and like potential assists and stuff like that. <laughs> so the ball, the ball is in his hands a lot. So he and look, he is learning. He is learning by doing, and that's like, <laughs> I look. I was at Dave and Buster's two weeks ago for the in-season tournament, and Hell they yeah. were like, they were like, oh yeah, I'm a big Dave and Buster's person. Uh, Are you more Dave or more Buster? Buster, definitely. Come uh, on, who's Dave? <laughs> Come on. And they were like 15 screens, and it was like the in-season tournament. Whoever the Pistons were playing was not showing on the screen. Oh. So I so I took my phone out. I took my phone out. Got on League Pass on my phone, and then uh, so I was at the bar with like a couple of my friends watching Pistons. I forget who it is. Like again, um, and then the third quarter hit, and I was like, "Are you guys ready to see a team that leads the league in turnovers play basketball?" And just like like clockwork, just like turnover, turnover, turnover. The game's just like out of reach. And I was like, "Oh man!" And like the, the thing with Cade, the thing with Cade is that some of these are like, some of these are like, "Hey man." Caden space is the way, and I will always believe that. And like some of these turnovers wouldn't happen if like four people can just collapse on them with no repercussion whatsoever. <laughs> but then some of these are just like, all right, Cade, that's that wasn't that wasn't that just wasn't the right pass, or like that just wasn't you're throwing the ball too well at Dern's feet, or like that lob is just too out of range or stuff. So I'm like, and again, like he didn't play at all. Like he played like ten games last season, and I'm like, okay, maybe he's just. That year of that second year development, I'm just like, wow, that he's like playing, not playing, I think he's playing a little, a little bit of catch up. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm fine with it if Cade learns from like these things eventually. But if it's like by the end of the season, if it's like, oh, he's just doing the same old stuff, then I'm just like, gonna be like, oh, that's when I'm gonna be a little bit like super worried, like what's going on. I, I love the idea of you walking into the Dave and Busters with your friends and they, they intentionally have not put this game on the TV. The, the workers <laughs> there, they're like, we don't need to subject people to this. Your friends are like, yeah, yeah. Oh, I guess we can't watch them. Oh no. And then you're like, no guys, I'm here to save the day. We can still watch the Pistons on my phone. <laughs> oh my God, dude. And they, they did a, they, there's one screen that did a, the a Hornets Wizards update, and I was like, "You gotta be kidding me!" <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh my god, dude, that's so good. The 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 Pistons um Lakers game got flexed off of NBA TV, dude. Damn, oh, wow. that oh was like god. a week, like a, I think the a week ago, 
um, like, so I, I, I follow the beat writers and I'm, I'm friends with uh, Michael Curtis and he, he tweeted out, it's like, yeah, the Pistons Lakers game is not going to be on NBA TV anymore. I was like, Oh my God. <laughs> what did they put in as the replacement? Do you know? No, I have no idea. But they, they the tweet was in, just like uh, one of those like jewelry auction shows for old people. <laughs> the QB like, or whatever. Fake sapphire instead or of like, this game. Or like when PBS runs out of money and they're like, donate or we were gonna, we're not gonna show Arthur. <laughs> donate or the pistons are going under, please. That reminds flexing, me I, in the game LeBron I heard, on the uh, Lakers off of national TV is crazy. <laughs> yeah, I, that was like, dude, this is absolutely <laughs> This was one of our box office games, and yeah, we can't even get that. Yeah, I heard one of the announcers uh, in the Wizards game last night for the Pistons. They were like doing something where it's like first a thousand people who show up get a free hat or something like that. And he goes, he goes, come on down, watch your Pistons. It's gonna be all right, guys. And they were doing oh like seventeen the Warriors or the Wizards. It was just like, dude, poor guy. Oh man. Oh. I, I hope their I hope their their tickets better be as cheap as like the those four dollar Grizzlies tickets going around. They better be. Oh, that would be. You know what? If they had a deal where like five dollar pizza, five dollar Pistons tickets, I'd go. I Damn, think they do that. Jackson. I think they do that unintentionally already. Nice. Wait, do they have <laughs> they have Little Caesars in the arena? I, I would I would assume so. That would be and crazy. Then, if they and the ticket, the tickets are already like mad cheap. So, <laughs> yeah. so damn. Yeah. Factor in the price of a plane ticket. You can fly to Detroit, buy your mm. ticket to the game, and it's like going to like a fun NBA game. Yeah. Or don't pay for the plane, hijack the flight, land in Detroit, go to the game, flee to Canada after to avoid repercussions. Whoa! Famously, doesn't extradite Canada. I just read that. Yeah. <laughs> Had this all shout out. All right, baby Cooper. <laughs> all right. This is my last. Uh, this is my last. Do you buy this? Uh, it's Giannis and Dame over the last six games. They've both kind of gelled offensively. Giannis is putting up 30 points, 12 rebounds, six assists on 61% from the field, 14% from three, 60% from the free throw line. Dame is putting up 28 points per game on 44, 39, 90 shooting splits. This is a, you guys can guess. I want you to guess which one of those two has a higher true shooting percentage. I would guess Dame. Kofi, how you feeling? I got a, are we tied one to one? You both got the last one wrong. So, oh, so I'm, I'm up 1-0. Yeah, you're up no, one up. It's a big I, I, one. I, I gotta guess Giannis just just, <laughs> say, it, just in the spirit of game theory. We are tied. Oh my oh, god. Giannis has, Giannis has the higher true shooting percentage with 14% from three and 60% from the free throw line. It's 63% for Giannis and 61% for Dame. Uh, so it's question. close. And I mean the mental math there, if you don't have the free throw attempts, you can't really do it. But yeah, I don't know. Um I'm just curious, do you guys have any thoughts on the Bucs? They're 5-1 and one in that span. Their offense has gelled a little bit. It's like 6. Their defense, they haven't played good offenses in that span, really. Uh, I guess they played the Mavericks, but beyond that, it's been pretty bottom feeder teams. So, yeah, I don't know. How you guys feeling about Milwaukee? I'm not like a, I'm not like a coaching staff free like offense expert or whatever, but I, I feel like – Terry Stott's immediate departure 
like may may have like affected the first like couple like trying to learn each other and trying to learn the i that the, it just i read the article and i was like oh dang all right um but yeah i feel like this is a bucks team where you're just like just get it together by the time you get to the playoffs and like you'll be all right like i'm not like you're still learning how to play with each other like damian lillard's not drew holiday there's still a lot to learn like offensively and defensively it's gonna be like a but the thing is is like unlike a bad team it's like you have the talent to still like put these wins together even if everything is not perfect execution or whatever so like i'm chilling with the bucks like honestly i'm like hey it is what it is do I have them like pick? I still think the Nuggets. The Nuggets terrify me, dude. But um, <laughs> but like, yeah, they the terrify Bucks... me too. They've been they've been stinking it up lately. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Pablo, you got any thoughts on Milwaukee? Um, yeah i i just I just kind of anticipated this um, because Giannis was playing. He's playing a role that he hasn't played a whole lot in his career before now. Um, and then, uh, it's just like new roster kind. Well, it's not even a new roster. It's just a big shift going from Drew Holiday to Damian Lillard. There's growing pains. It's a new coaching staff. I know people are still not happy with Adrian Griffin. Um, and, uh, it just seemed like something that was going to take time to gel as, as seamless as it would appear on paper. Um, I think there were a lot of people preseason who were like, I don't know if this is going to be the thing right away. But I do think I do believe that in time it will become the thing. It should be easy. Um, and it seems the key. Uh, Giannis had some quote recently where like it was it was kind of like Steph Curry-esque or, or whatever the Warriors said, where he's like, yeah, I just need to. Giannis was like, I, I'm going to let Dame be Dame and I'll figure it out. I'll, I'll figure it out. And uh, so they've kind of gone to that style of basketball, and I think it's working out. And so I think I'm hoping by by the time the playoffs come around, I think and I hope that they'll be an offensive juggernaut. And I just hope that the defense can get to a passable level. Yeah, I don't know. I think I overestimated how good Giannis was at setting screens. I don't Mm. think I paid very much attention to that prior to this because it wasn't like a huge issue. But now when the whole thing is like the Damianis pick and roll, the pick's got to be good. And uh, Mm. I don't know, like that's a very easy thing to learn when you're seven Mm. feet tall and like nearly 300 pounds of pure (laughs) muscle. Like that's not learning how to shoot a basketball or something. You just stand there really hard. But uh, it's just it's surprising because down the stretch of games recently, it just hasn't seemed like they're involved with actions uh, like together very much Mm. it's felt like a lot of you go and then once the defense is reacting to what you do that opens it up for me to come down next possession and do what I do well and I think uh the apex of that is getting it all to happen one after another in the same possession and that'll lead to the stuff we theorized happening originally with like Giannis dragging three guys to the basket and Dame's wide open for three or vice versa. He gets doubled at half and then Giannis is taking one guy and just like killing him on a dunk attempt or something. So yeah, I'm, I'm not worried about him. Uh, it's just something that jumped out to me while I was looking around. All right. That's all I got. Uh, you know what? I'm going to think of a number one through 10 because I don't want this to end on a tie. So uh... all right, I got it. All right, three. Seven. Oh, it was two. Pablo wins. Ah. Yeah! Yeah! (laughs) 
Damn. Just like that. The first would you buy it champion, the inaugural. Congratulations, Pablo. And your your prize is we get to play your game next. Yes, sir. Now, this is a game I created with our guest in mind, Kofi. So, Kofi, you're a bit of a sports video game enthusiast, true or false? Absolutely, absolutely. So, I'm going to – it'll be a, you versus Jack, a.k.a. Jokic Joestar. We'll see. I have um, five – five. each of you will get five opportunities for this. Uh, so, when NBA 2K12 came out, there was a lockout, and the original rookies were not put in the game. Do you remember this? Yes. I don't. I'm actually I that, um, I think a pretty that, microscopic yeah. video game sports guy. So, <gasps> I think uh, really? this should – yeah, I don't know. I never. If I want to play basketball, I go outside and play basketball. Oh no, are oh, we, are we... been my theory. No, <laughs> fucking dork. That's me. I'm sorry, loser. <laughs> um, so in in when 2K12 came out, there was uh the NBA was in a lockout, and so they couldn't put the real rookies in the game. So Kyrie Irving, whatever, they came months later. But originally, yeah. when you when you started your my career, you had to play in a showcase with all these fake generated rookies, and then so also. I know you went to the University of Maryland and yes. you're a baseball fan. What years were you at the University of Maryland? Uh, 2013, 2017. Oh, shoot. Well, I missed the year. Oh, well. Well, with the, game, <laughs> <laughs> the, game, the game is I'm going to read you two names and you have to guess whether this was a 2K12 fake generated rookie or a real 2012 Maryland baseball player official oh, no. maryland terrapin wow. baseball player all right so who who would like to go first i'll give I'll, it to the guest kofi yeah, you go i'll take it off yeah all right kofi who who is the 2k player and who is the maryland baseball player aaron dixon or Corey wacker i'm gonna give Corey. <laughs> i'm gonna give Corey wacker the baseball player i feel like i don't think yeah and get Corey Wacker, the baseball player, and Aaron Dixon, the 2K player. You are one for one. That is hilarious <laughs> name for a baseball player. Every time he hits the ball, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's accurate. Um, all right. All right, Jack. Eric Anderson or Jake Stinnett? I'm going to say Eric Anderson is the baseball player and Jake Stinnett by extension is, has been generated by 2k. I think it's Kofi's turn to yep. guess a generated yes. basketball player. Okay. All right. So um, we'll go with Sean Kenny or Lee McDaniel. Who's the 2k player? Oh, this is uh, the rounds are getting tougher. <laughs> uh <laughs> I'm going to go Lee McDaniel as the 2K player and Sean Kenny as the baseball player. You are correct again. Oh, let's Damn. go. My, my, ahead. my friend, shout out to my friend. I'm not going to say his full name. <laughs> um, he, used <laughs> get, he used to get so mad at this guy, Lee McDaniel, in the showcase. He would call him Hoops McDaniel. And the, he, the entire time he was playing, he'd just be going, fucking Hoops McDaniel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> uh, uh, all right. Funny. All right. All right, Jack. Ricky Reed versus Charlie White. Um, Ricky Reed's got to be a basketball player, right? 
You're right. You're right. All right. Now Not you're hanging. you're only you're only down one. Okay. Sounds like a Disney Channel original movie, like main character. <laughs> this is Ricky Reed. He's a normal teen until one day. <laughs> All right, Kofi. We got Alfredo Alfredo Rodriguez versus George Turner. Alfredo Rodriguez versus I'm gonna go Alfredo baseball player and George Turner. No, actually, nope. Wait, wait, wait. Pivot. Alfredo, Alfredo, two K player, George, baseball player. Well, you were right until you changed it. Your first oh, miss. No, no, he can get back in the game. All right, all right, um, all right. Michael Monteville, Joe Patterson. Um, give me Joe Patterson as a baseball player. That he's got uh, like a left fielder, big Joey P out there. Joe Patterson was a starting power forward, I believe, in the 2K <laughs> fake generated it. team. You're Hoops still behind. Patterson. You're <laughs> still behind. <laughs> um, all right. All right, Kofi. We have Cliff Davis versus Jack Cleary. I'm going to go with Jack Cleary for baseball and Cliff Davis for basketball. You're back in it. You're back yep. in it. Yeah. All right. All right, Jack. Dave Foster. It's a battle of the Daves. Dave Foster versus David Carroll. <laughs> oh, man. Um, Dave Foster plays basketball. You're, you got it. You got it. All right. Hey. We're, we're coming down to the wire. Kofi is up three to two. Um, and he can, he can, uh, wait. Yeah, so you can clinch. You can clinch the win here, okay? I can clinch, yeah. All right, all right. Let's see. Comes down to this: Ben Brewster versus Derek Gibson. The walk off. Come on, Derek Gibson, two K. Ben Brewster, baseball. Well, Kofi, it's with a heavy heart. I tell you, you won the first ever 2K generated first Maryland 2012 baseball roster showdown. We'll do that. We'll do the consolation just just so you hopefully feel a little better about being such a loser. Um, (laughs) Nick Brown versus Charlie Haslop. Charlie Haslop plays baseball. He does. He does. Woo. You're goddamn right, brother. <laughs> Baseball players have a fun thing where I don't know. A lot of them still sound like they were named during World War II. Uh, and yeah, Charlie, it's... Charlie Haslip is no exception. <laughs> Get ready to learn trench warfare, buddy. Oh God. <laughs> prepare for the draft buddy my military history dad kicks down my door trenches we're world war one pal (laughs) god i would have been so bad in the trenches i wouldn't have i wouldn't have peeked my head up at all oh dude no doubt um see me personally i would have been um i would have been a pilot like snoopy the dog i would have been like Mm. a legendary flying ace and so I would have survived World War One, and probably been really cool and popular. Also, <laughs> I, I wonder, did you guys did they teach you about Audie Murphy in school? 
I did not. Uh, my girlfriend's nodding yes. Audie Murphy <laughs> reference. Do you know Audie I, Murphy, Kofi? No, I'm not. I'm not familiar. They they used to teach us about this guy. Like he, I don't. I th- I think he was World War Two, one of the World Wars. But they were like, this guy was so sick. He racked up the most kills. He had like 40 confirmed kills as an Air Force pilot or whatever. And like as a kid, you're like, okay, this guy was this guy was getting it because I'm playing Call of Duty. I'm like, okay, this guy's like me, but in real life, but he's better. <laughs> and then and then once you grow up, you're like, okay, wait, that guy was just a psychopath. Like if he did, if he didn't get drafted, he's the Zodiac killer 30 years ahead of time. But instead, he got to channel all that rage into killing the germans or whatever so like yeah yeah he's he's, we should be thankful i mean yeah Yeah. if if two if those conflicts don't break out who knows because in the 30s and the 40s (laughs) a a serial killer do whatever you want i mean there's no way of getting caught unless they walk into the room where it's happening (laughs) i that i always wonder that like i feel like i could kill the entire state of florida and then move to Oregon, and how would they know? How would they figure anything out? <laughs> but also, they were, no, I don't know, God. they they had things figured out, but I don't understand how they did back then. Like, how how is the, the entire nation voting in 1871 with, like, mail-in ballots, but somehow it works better then than it does now? I don't know. You, you blow up a few trains, you change the course of history. That's crazy. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I feel like that's applicable to a lot of different situations. Um, yeah. Pull up a couple. T- All right, this is turning into too much of a. We should start a podcast conversation. Damn, we should start a podcast. We're talking about World War Two. Um, so the last thing I got for you guys uh, is still we're buying stuff. This is just a, a thing I'm calling mm. buying stock. Uh, and so you could tap in and pick up a little stock on the record in anything, narratives, players, teams, you feel confident are on the rise and not on the fall. Uh, Kofi, I will open the floor up to you as our guest. Wait, what do you, what do you, sorry. Oh, I was, I was just asking, is there any players that like you, uh, want to buy stock? Oh, absolutely. Um, oh, sorry about that. Uh, no, you're good. I'm gonna buy stock into Jeremy Sohan. Oh, I think, that, okay. I think that I think that stock. I think the Twitter stock of the there's that um, the tweet where it's like, how can you miss Wemby on a two on one fast break? And yeah, like, dude, I feel like I feel like that's an all time dip, and I would I would happily take uh, the low stock on that because I feel like even if this like point guard experiment like doesn't if he's not the main point guard by when it's all said and done for the Spurs, I feel like giving him the opportunity to like learn how to make those kind of plays will like still benefit the Spurs in the long term. So like I'm gonna definitely buy stock into that. I would have been all in with you one hundred percent until about maybe three hours ago when I saw a video of Jeremy Sohan eating um pizza with ketchup on it. And so oh, I am yeah. all the way out. I'm selling <laughs> I'm go it back. gets even lower. I, I get I get to buy more shares. Yeah I dude. guess well, so. I guess so. <laughs> he's running he's running the fast break and then he's got ketchup all over his hands. Oh god. You're gross, pal. <laughs> oh man. No, I follow a couple guys on Twitter who are like just like one Binyama dorks. And it's so funny watching them like lose their minds over the difference between like a 22 win season and a 28 win season with a real point guard in there. And I'm like, it doesn't matter anyways. Like you're probably getting a, maybe a better stat line out of Wemby. Like they're finding him in the post with a mismatch a little bit more often, but in terms of risk reward, 
if you can figure out how to have a six, eight point guard, who's a really good defender out there. Yeah. That's actually super beneficial to go alongside the generational 19 year old you just picked up. So maybe yeah. don't freak out right now. I'm on board with a little bit of Sohan stock. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm, I'm going to hit you guys with an, another historical reference. There are people out here ready to, to be thick wing duck when it comes to the, the Trey Jones over Jeremy Sohan people who get it. That's such a good one by me. I can't believe I just thought of that. Um, Google that. Uh, but yeah, Trey is Trey Jones. Is he better right now? For sure. But listen, you're not playing for anything. <laughs> so just, just ride the wave. Jeremy Sohan, there is only positive things can come from this. So I'm in on Jeremy Sohan and, and um, yeah, I six, nine, six, nine ball handler who can make passes. Even, even if he can't be the primary, it's going to help him become a connector. It yep. is pretty Stop. funny to think about uh, like Kofi had opened this pod. Like we need to be playing Monte Morris. That's the only way like this can <laughs> succeed. If we get Monte out there just cause yeah, like, you're not, yeah, there's no stakes. So no, just no, play no. the shit guys. And tell them good. Uh, Pablo, uh, you got anything is ruined. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You got any, any stock you want to buy Pablo? Let's see. Oh, yes. I want to buy some Trey Young stock. So Trey Young, it's coming back up, baby. The three-point numbers steadily ticking back up. The mid-range is not there. Once he starts hitting those floaters, it's coming back up. The passing is great. The whole Hawks offense is great. He's looking spry. He's looking good. Um, And so once, once those jumpers, once those shots start falling at a normal rate, he's getting to the free throw line at a crazy rate. He's getting there like, I think, shooting 10 of them and shooting like 90% of them. Um, so I think I'm, I'm, I'm ready. I'm buying the Trey young dip. I'm ready for the bounce back. Hell yeah. I don't know. I, uh, I think Trey young is the topic where I learned my lesson about being a shit poster on Twitter. Cause I, uh, some guy like there was the Halliburton Trey young duel and it was mm. really good. The Hawks Pacers game. Uh, and some guy tweeted out the box scores, and I was I was like, literally, this is the most efficient game of Trey Young's career that he's ever had. I looked it up, and I I said that, and he quoted with like two graphs and like a paragraph. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, I'm not doing this. It's he's sitting at like a 53% true shooting right now. It's fine. That guy made a whole video about me on TikTok, and I got tagged in it like he's like you folded hey, in the fight in the stat folded. Stat. Oh damn. That's was he? Crazy. Is he a big uh, creator? Me personally, no, no. I know, I know him personally. I know. I mean, we're mutuals. No, he's he was good, chill. He, he was chill. He followed yeah, he's chill, he's everything. Chill, yeah. No beef. Yeah. No beef. And I did. No, that's, that's, that's all. It's all love. It's all love. <laughs> but I, I, there's not a person that I like. I go to like, hey, but I like Trey Young a lot. Like I'm like, hey, this is like, I want to see him succeed. I want Nate McMillan arrested for crimes against basketball you know <laughs> it's it's like that kind of thing i was so excited to see quinn snyder like back in like with this hawks team like with the off season it it sucks that jalen johnson's gonna be out for a while mm-hmm. but i still i still think there's a lot of optimism on this like hawks roster where it's like hey even even without trey like having to do a lot i feel like there was a lot of like more balance than like just running Trey Young off double drag screens for an entire quarter, which like Nate McMillan would do. And you'd be like, okay, well, that's no one else is like engaged. But now I feel like this offense is just way more engaged than it's at least more fun to watch. I will yeah. say that it's just like eating 
I wouldn't call a drag off a double screen McDonald's, um, but it's like eating something that you like all the time for yeah. 48 minutes, three or four times a week. It's just <laughs> too much. Uh, but yeah, like, like when you run a bunch of different actions and then that super effective one finds its place in the offense, especially at a crucial moment during the game and the team's like, oh, fuck, I forgot this play's really good. Yeah, that rocks. And uh, I would also like to shout out Trey Young trying on defense this year still a mismatch people feel comfortable going at but uh off ball passing lanes extremely active engaged when he's on the ball he's trying and i just feel like that's notable and should go on the record he's working you saw him lock down mikhail bridges in in crunch time it's not hard i love mikhail bridges that man is a post like like a mid-range fadeaway merchant that's the whole bag and he's good at it but uh yeah i don't know I don't know. In my opinion, he's Kevin Durant, and that makes Trey Young the next Drew Holiday. So, decoy watch, decoy watch. I don't know. Maybe. (laughs) Oh man! All right. Um, my stock. Damn, I have one bullet here that has no notes under it, Uh, and then I have one that I wrote a lot. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna start with Halliburton, top three MVP candidate, and this is the one with I have notes. I'm fine with Um, it. It doesn't feel, when you look at the Pacers roster, like this is a team capable of this caliber of offense. And they Mm -hmm. really aren't when he's off the floor. They're fine because they know how to move and Buddy Heald can shoot and score a little bit on his own and things like that. But, uh, yeah, Halliburton, he's leading the league in assists per game, total assists. He has half as many assists as the Rockets and the Knicks total rosters do. He's really been swinging the rock. And uh, part of that's the scheme. They're just running everything through them, and they're trying to score a million points a night. But it's still fun, and I think they're currently like seventh in the East, which doesn't feel like all the teams ahead of them are teams like heavyweight Eastern Conference teams with solidified all-NBA guys. Most teams have multiple of them. And, yeah, I'm rocking with the Pacers so far this season. Win or lose, man, they've been fun, and it's, like, cool to see Tyrese Halliburton, like, just – get to this level because you knew that there are people that like had like they knew that he had that in them and then like but the thing i don't like is when they bring up the sabonis trade and they're like wow the king <laughs> i'm like i'm like come dude did you see them play together man <laughs> like that was just like come on now but it it's cool and of course it's always cool to see former pistons doing great things on actual functioning basketball teams in like the Bruce Brown edition and then like oh. and then buddy and then buddy heel just like can't miss right now or something like that like the, yeah, no, the, the Hawks the Hawks Pacers game there was like the fourth quarter it was like buddy heel just like not even looking at it it was like I was like oh my god buddy heel is history's forgotten shooter if you go and look over yeah. his career like it's always high volume 40 something yeah. percent shooting he's he's been nuclear his entire career also how old is he now because i remember when he was drafted in 2016 one day we thought he was like 23 or something when he was drafted and then one day he's like by the way guys i'm 24 or something I'm take- <laughs> we, we were like what 30 he's 30 years old holy he's shit 30. Wow. all right so we, i mean listen. he's one of those guys where it's like yeah I don't know. You pull someone to the side, you're like, Buddy Heald's older than Anthony Davis or something like that. Like, what the <laughs> fuck? Stop talking to me. Um, <laughs> shout, shout out to Buddy Heald, the Bahama Mamba. He, um, and the, the rest of the roster, yeah, it's just, I don't know. It's It feels weird. It feels like 
yeah, Tyrese Halliburton really might be the guy who can just rehab. Like Jalen Smith was nothing on the Suns, and then now he's okay for them. Um, and um, yeah, I don't know. They're they're playing. They are scoring at an insane rate. They're giving up points at an insane rate, but it seems to be working out for them. So I don't know. I don't know if I do buy him. Let's see. Who would the top three be? So Jokic would be up there. Who who else would be at the top of the For MVP passers, race? Just like straight up. Pa- oh, MVP. Uh, uh, my three would be Jokic, Embiid, and Halliburton. And then I think SGA is a close fourth yeah. to Halliburton. I would personally go Halley over just because of how Oklahoma City's supporting cast besides that one guy. Um it has been so far this season. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't know. I go Halley over SGA. How about you, Kofi? Yeah, I'm with that. I'm with Halley over SGA for sure. And I think that I know that uh, Joe Star here is not going to like the months of Embiid Jokic MVP conversations <laughs> we're about to get for another round. What is this round four? <laughs> yes, this round three yes. or four? <laughs> it's part four. Oh my God. It's not even a trilogy anymore. <laughs> And um, hopefully, hopefully, someone doesn't go go to a magazine this time. Say, I don't know why I'm not getting it. This is the worst. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, I think for me, for me to to have them up there, I think the Pacers would have to be a top three seed, probably. Um, but if if he is up there, then then I would definitely consider it because he he's very much the reason why they're competitive. Yeah. Um, I also just want to put it out there just because it's i didn't realize it was the efficiency was like this he is only trailing steph curry in 25 point per game scores uh for efficiency he's at 67 percent true shooting steps at 68 Jokic has really fallen off a cliff as of late he's at a measly like 64 and Ugh. so yeah he's he, i oh, mean future. he Ugh. especially when he has the hot hand uh it's like looking into the face of god like that dumb i mean he's shooting from below his waist and flicking it up and it every single time. Yeah. And you react to that. Like the Hawks Pacers game was insane just because they have this like all defensive caliber guy, DeJounte Murray completely removed from defensive possessions down the stretch of the game, because his job is to stand on the wing and make sure Halliburton does not get the ball back. And that was like the driving force behind uh, Buddy Heald's explosion down the stretch of that game is just like they were fine playing three on four or whatever because Halliburton had just been cooking them so much for the rest of the game. Yeah, I think I think they the Pacers. If you want to become a real contender, what you really need is maybe somebody who's like a mid range self creator type of guy, and then also maybe like an athletic two guard who can shoot God threes and attack you can't keep the rim. Away with this. And then maybe also take on like a point guard who's a really good defender. And I would maybe like sink all my first round picks into getting those guys. So that's what I would do if I'm the Pacers to take the next step. And also maybe a center, like big white center who's like can't move anymore, but he used to be able to shoot threes. So <laughs> oh where can they find all that stuff? That's like yeah. unrealistic. Wow. No one has all those assets. <laughs> I mean, like maybe like one state away. Maybe that's where I would start the search. I don't know. <laughs> um, and then my under my my no research bullet point. Uh, it just says Carl Anthony Towns. I've really mm. I am not a big Carl Anthony Towns guy historically. Um, I've been known to slander him here and there. <gasps> I will not be doing that right now. He's been really really good since uh his bad game against Boston where he fouled out. He's pretty much matching Ant's scoring volume on like 
50, nearly 50, 60, 90 shooting splits. He has mm. been an absurd offensive engine and it's over half of their season at this point. It's like nine or 10 games and he's just been really, really solid. And he's a big driving force behind them. So many basketball games and being the one seed in the East. If that, I know they're playing OKC right now and I don't know how that's going, but Carl Anthony Towns stock, I'm buying it. Can you guys hear me? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, both, both of your both of your uh, videos cameras froze. Uh, oh shoot! No, no it, it might it might just be on my end though. Um, but yeah, I totally agree with like, dude, Minnesota's been sick, which is like something that like I rarely say ever. <laughs> In any and, capacity. Yeah, like, no, like <laughs> but like seeing that from Cat, especially because like there's been a lot of like tweets being like yo cat's getting traded trade cat trade if cat can like make this really work i i'm all for it especially like with like go bears the rim protector and then like just having all of these like these just people that want to buck down defensively and like ant and Jaden mcdaniels it's like that's like scary dude honestly also mr consistent mike conley mm. gotta gotta give him some props this is what it is they're gonna be they're they're fun. And do you remember the article in the Athletic where it was like it, the pond might not be big enough for Anthony Edwards in Minnesota? Yeah, yeah. I I think I think it's I he think needs it's a bigger I think, market. I think I think he'll be fine. Yeah. That was that Let's... was crazy. That was like four big games in Manila, and they're like, get him out of Minnesota, man. <laughs> we gotta get him to LA. <laughs> um, but yeah, Towns Towns is fantastic. He's kind of a dweeb. He's kind of inconsistent. But man, he at the end of the day, he's a seven footer, six eleven maybe. I don't know what he is. Um, but he's seven big guy who fantastic three point shooter can take bigs off the dribble and finish. He can post up and obliterate mismatches. And that's just rare. Like there's not a lot of guys um, on rosters that can do that. So I think I props to them for sticking it out. Um, I don't know if they had any options. They were kind of held hostage by their, their go bear trade, um, but it seems to be working out and I'm happy it's working out for them. Yeah, I will say when when you really think about guys in the league who can make a two big pairing work with Rudy Gobert uh, and a, a good Carl Anthony Towns, the good version of him, there aren't that many guys in the league who are better to make that pairing work. It's like him uh, and then obviously Nas, maybe. Nas yeah, well, Reed, yeah. the league's best oh. center. Uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, I don't know. I was <laughs> that was one of my bait tweets was just uh, yeah. Move Carl Anthony Towns, run the two bigs with Nas Reed. You will lose nothing, and you'll get a better defender <laughs> out of it. But since then, Katz, he's been really good. He's been locked in defensively, too, and I just wanted to shout him out. In the playoffs, this could all change, and I could look really stupid, but that's months from now. So no one's even remember this. I can say whatever I want. Ah. <laughs> all right, I'll go, all I'll right. go next. Um, so... The Dallas Mavericks, I'm not selling stock, but Mark Cuban has sold his stock in real yeah. life. Did you guys get the alert? What do you think I about did. Mark Cuban selling the, the most public owner in the league? He's like, I'm out of here. Is is Luca on Fraud Watch? Did he look at Luca and think, my investment's going down the toilet? What, what happened? <laughs> 
I like the. I, it's interesting how they're like. Oh, they, he still has like control of basketball operations or something. Oh, he does. That's what. Yes, the, I no, think that's it's, what the, it's an yeah. it's an insane deal for whoever bought the team. He's it's like. I still get to do all the shit that the owner does. I have all my shares <laughs> and I'm in charge and you own the basketball team. Uh, yeah. So, I, I mean, I don't know. I, I can't imagine a ton of shit is going to change on that front. If whoever bought it agreed to that. And Mark Cuban hasn't been horrible for Dallas uh, compared to, I don't know. The Bulls owners suck just off the oh, top of my Tom, head. Tom Gore is retire, buddy. Sell the team. <laughs> I've had it. I uh, man, I'll tell you what, because if there's one thing we all value Mark Cuban for, it's for his basketball decision making and not his deep pockets. Oh yeah, <laughs> uh, um, yeah. He, it's, he's in a boardroom and he's just like, "Would you guys still like me if I was just pulling in like 80k a year? Would I? Could, you, could I still hang out here?" <laughs> I I just build it up the next day. <laughs> I'd go to the Facebook flea market and trade in a button for a bigger button and then a bigger button. God, I, I, I the rise and grind man. But um, I I'm I still there's there's been some Luca slander going around. Was there like a big Twitter thread or something about how Luca is bad by metrics? I didn't see the thread. I saw ripple effects of the thread. Yeah, I like, only saw allusions stupid. to this thread. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm new. This is new to this is new to me. Yeah, no, I just saw tweets where it's like someone's really trying to use rebound percentage to say Luca isn't good, and I don't know. <laughs> Luca has had a bad couple of games by his standards. So just like 18 point near triple double on like fine efficiency, um, and the Mavericks are still third. In the West, mm-hmm. I believe uh, they're still winning basketball games and everything. I think he just fell out of uh, the limelight because we've grown so accustomed to him just being like this bedrock 28, 8, and 8 kind of guy that the second that stops happening, even though he's only 25, 26 years old, and there's going to be off nights and like waves in his development, people are ready to jump ship on Luca sometimes, it seems like. Yeah, I 100% agree. And it's like the thing where you're right. He's just so phenomenal, like day in and day out, where he makes the like great seem normal and the normal seem like putrid. You know? <laughs> yeah. He's yeah. just, just wild, man. It's wild yeah, are, that we, we, like... are we in 07 LeBron territory with him, do you think? Where it's like LeBron could do like so much well that like if he's just like pedestrian because that's when like because lebron for his whole career basically it's like 25 8 and 8 in his sleep Mm -hmm. and it's like oh but is it in his sleep you know yeah and it's like oh it's like appreciate greatness guys come on (laughs) and a lot of that's in in an nba where there's like the league leader in triple doubles is like six a year it's jason kidd pulling down like 10 rebounds one night and just like holy shit he got a triple double so 25 8 and 8 back then is insane and i i think right. we're close to 07 lebron uh just in terms of like how much we've taken for granted i think in terms of level of play you're that lebron is so good defensively yeah when you look at that first cleveland stint it's terrifying just in terms of like 
what a guy that size, how he can move through space, much less like how intelligent he is on the defensive end of the basketball. And Luca has been more engaged now that he has a cast like Grant Williams and uh, Derek Lively and Derek Jones Jr. has been really good for them defensively. Luca has been more tapped in similar to Trey, but it's not like, it's not a gap that he's going to be able to close. So I think when you start those comparisons, uh, you need to acknowledge that he'll probably need to, go even further offensively to kind of make up for that. Yeah. With I'm well, so let me clarify. Cause yeah, I just threw that out there. I mean, I mean, Oh seven LeBron in, in terms of this guy is like very clearly one of the greatest players in the league. Like, and he is, uh. he has almost no blemishes on his resume, but people are like, I don't know. feel like he sucks. <laughs> why, didn't, why, didn't, why didn't he win a championship? Doesn't yet? move what? me. Doesn't move yeah. me. Yeah. Oh, oh, he got uh, – this guy sucks in the playoffs. He lost to a Clippers team that he kind of dominated and just lost because his teammates didn't do that well. Um, he lost to a Warriors team where he was very clearly outmatched, outgunned, oh, man, yeah. and he still did fantastic. And people are like, well, oh, my God. if he's so good, why didn't he just win? Eh. And so I'm like, okay, <laughs> uh, right. I, I guess I'll, I'll wait for you guys to catch up in, in, in a few years, in a few years, he'll, he'll win a championship and they'll be like, he's finally good guys. It he just did happened. it. He, made, he got over the hump. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Um, Luca is so interesting. If you go back and watch the Clippers series uh, and like, especially if you kind of remember what the narratives were going into that it's like this is a trial by fire of yeah. uh, Kawhi Leonard Paul George Pat Bev and then like a supplemental a supplemental defender is uh, whichever Morris brother they had on the team who was still a pretty damn good defender back then and so it's like four guys who are just a nightmare to go at for a young in-between forward guard and Luca just lit them the fuck up like that <laughs> yeah I don't know if, if that didn't wake you up you 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 took too many ambient friend you gotta come on. <laughs> uh, um kofi, kofi are you do buying you have any, any stock any more stock to buy any more stock to buy or so mm-hmm. i mean it, it's okay uh we're, we're clocking in an hour 30 here i don't want to give away too much stock but to if buy. you got any more bullet points we can hit them real quick oh man <sighs> I don't. Should I sell the Lakers right now? <gasps> like, the Lake America's team, the Lakers. Yeah. Lakers, oh, no. throw, throw it. Yeah, throw it, throw it out there for the for this twenty four hour news cycle. Yeah. Oh <laughs> man, mine can put the Lakers in the hashtags of this video, so that rocks. <gasps> um, yeah. Okay, just now for the now that we got the SEO out of the way, I I wanna <laughs> I am intrigued about. The Pelicans. <gasps> yeah, I'm listening. I'm listening. I uh, shout out to friend of the friend of the program Trey Murphy follows me on Twitter. Mm. So uh, yeah, help, that's my guy. Help. Let me out. It's like so. It's like these Pelicans are like they're nine and nine, right? And it's like they have like Ingram and Zion, and like we haven't gotten to the point where like. Oh my God, this is because last year the Pelicans were like the one seed for a while, and you're like, oh shit, is this the year? And then it all if all falls apart, I'm gonna I'm gonna buy into the Pelicans figuring it out. I don't know why, I don't know how, I just want to just believe in something. I don't think that's the worst take in the world. I, I see a path forward for that. Absolutely. Uh, let me out. Herb Jones has been 
not just really good defensively. He has also been a capable um, supplementary playmaker. He has nights where he can score the ball pretty effectively. He's been a solid three-point shooter, I believe, so far this year. Uh, and then you have uh, GTA just came back. CJ McCollum is on the way back. Zion. Oh, Jordan Hawkinstock. That's right. Oh. I mean, Jordan, Jordan Hawkinstock. There it is. I was like, Pelicans? Yeah. I'm like, I'm missing something. There it is. Jordan Hawkins. Yeah, Bye. no. I mean, that's a that's a nuke. That's Bobby Oppenheimer walking around in 2023. <laughs> like, my my he, boy, he Stranger gave, he gave 31. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's so cool to see, like, a team that has, like, a movement shooter, and then you look at your team, and you're like, we have none of these players. And then you're like, oh, that's <laughs> yeah. fine. Our closest player that lets it fly right now is like Isaiah Livers. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, that's all right. But yeah, it's really cool to see like this like Pelicans team. You know, they're still like, I'd say fairly young, young outside of McCollum and Valanciunas. But like, I'm excited. I, I've always been a fan of Brandon Ingram, you know, even when he played at like Kingston in high school, because I like would watch the tournament where he was playing. And then I feel like him and Zion are like the. It's the most, it intrigues me the most often being like, how do these guys play off each other? Because you see like the highs and then you see like the, oh, maybe that, maybe that should be ironed out of the playlist. (laughs) When they're both on at the same time, they look, they look abhorrent in a good way. Um, I I saw a game with them versus the Kings where they were both on. Oh my God, it was unreal. Um, And it's so funny, Kofi, to think of you watching Jordan Hawkins sprinting at 20 miles an hour around screens, getting like the hint of daylight uh, just enough where he sinks a three. And then you flip to a Pistons game and (laughs) Asar Thompson has 10 feet and 10 hours to make a wide open three. And you're like, God, I hope he makes it. He won't though. (laughs) Yeah. It's, it's the it's the and you, and it's like wow man. It, and what's it, and crazy? It's not, yeah, you go, Kofi. You go. Let's hear it. it, it and it's not. And again, again with the Pistons. Again, I hate to bring it all back, but it's nothing against the players' skill set. I feel like the the front office should just know that you need other types of players on the team. I mean, yeah. <laughs> if you're in the draft room every year and. uh I don't know. They should just like paint it on the wall every time they take a guy where like the big question is if he figures the shot out, <laughs> shit will pan out. Because if they'd done that, they'd have a wall full of that quote the way they have a roster full of guys who it's like, if he, if dude, when he puts that together, everything else clicks because then the defense <laughs> will close out and shit changes. But yeah, it's the same way. Like Pablo that, just said, when defenses. They don't even look at a saw in the corner. <laughs> it's crazy. No, dude. If he if he gets uh, if he gets get, I'm like just dude. The, just the corner three first. Forget the rest of the arc. The corner three. Just to start with that. And I feel like we're a couple. We're so many steps ahead. Yeah, like, it might have been you who put it on my timeline. Uh, someone quoted a video of him. His turnaround jumper in the mid range is mechanically. So it's very sound and he hits mm, it. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what the percentages are, but this highlight reel made it look like he's really good at him. So uh, I don't know. Like it just looks a lot more fluid and a lot less thought out than his three point shot, which is that kind of muscle memory is where you hope to see him get. And so the fact that he already has it for a jumper at a different spot on the floor, promising enough. 
Yeah, I think the mechanics thing, I'm just like, okay, uh, you're, you're giving me enough promise versus, like, if I saw someone else's, like, kind of shot where it's like, oh, we need to rework this from the ground up, then I'm like, okay, that's, I don't, I don't trust this as much, you know? Yeah, it's, it's like um, when you see Markel Fultz take a mid-range pull-up, like, 10 feet away from the basket, and you're like, wait a second, that's the Washington jumper. That's, <laughs> that's literally it. Where did it go? Why? You still have it. <laughs> you just can't bring it out back there. Um, but yeah, uh, the, going back to the Pelicans, they're so interesting because it feels like they are a roster with an answer for everything, like – um, yeah. Oh, you, we we need to we need to lock up a guard. Well, we have Jose Alvarado. Fantastic. You need to lock up a wing. We have all these guys. Um, we have Herb Jones. We have Trey Murphy when healthy. Oh, we need isolation, self-created score. We have Brandon Ingram. Oh, we need rim pressure to suck in the entire team because they're like, oh my god, this big ogre is gonna dunk on us if we don't bring <laughs> our our whole <laughs> roster. Well, you got Zion. Um, they have Jordan Hawkins now, the movement shooter. Um, once they get CJ back, you have like dynamic ball handler, shooter, passers. So it just feels like this is the roster of a contending team, but they just can't get everything together at the right moment. So once once everyone's together and healthy, I'm I'm just hoping that we have a breakthrough and everything looks like it's supposed to. Yeah. Um. What's crazy is when I've tuned into Pelicans games, Zion's been good. Uh, it doesn't feel like he uh, has been at the level he was when he was like 27 a game on 60% from the field, which is fine. Uh, I yeah. like I'm not worried about him never reaching that height again or anything. I'm just saying if all of the shit comes together at the right time and then you additionally uh, he starts hitting these little like hang in the air contort around the defender and like lay it up. His touch has just been a little bit off in the games I've watched. And so if he corrects that on top of all of the other stuff falling into place for the Pelicans. Uh, I'm not sure what the playoffs look like in terms of a deep run. I know I would not want to play them in the first round. That's like an uncomfortable matchup for pretty much every team in the West. Absolutely brutal, yeah. You risk your perimeter playoff, like, guards getting locked out. (laughs) Straight up Alcatraz, dude. (laughs) Across the board. (laughs) That'd be nightmare. Oh, man. And that's such a that's such a narrative like tough battle to lose is because when a big man gets locked up it's fine uh, it looks a little clumsy or whatever yeah. but it truly is like Darrell Revis uh, on an island like if you're just out there versus a uh, GTA or whoever and like you you try two moves they're there. And you just have yeah. to like pass it off. That's embarrassing, man. And then he's <laughs> clapping in your face and yelling. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. He's hiding behind the ref. We can see you, pal. Like, we, we know you're coming for the steal. <laughs> yeah, they have guerrilla warfare too. <laughs> All right. They're, honestly, the only thing they're missing is good uniforms. I still don't like their uniforms. I, don't I, like, like, the, the I like the man? skeleton ones. Yeah. I like yes, the I like the, the 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 laser tag glow in the dark one. <laughs> yeah, it's black. Have I not it has, seen it has neon green details, and the pelican that they usually have, they turned him into a skeleton version of him. He's spooky yeah, now. Is, I, okay. I've also been negative on the pelican jerseys for a while. That's a hard jersey. I have I'm, somehow missed that entirely. That does. I'm gonna look that up. No, after. look it up. It's it's really cool. I, I honestly, yeah. I wasn't like. Without the skeleton thing, they're fine. Uh, but with it, it's like a small detail that uh, is just like it, it makes it very nice. Yeah. 
Um, all right. Does anyone have any other stock they want to sneak in? Right. Uh, the market's closing. Uh, I think we're at Wall Street. I don't really know how it Ooh. works there. I've never. I don't know. Um, they don't they ring a bell or something? Ding, ding, ding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, this is the Wolf of Wall Street. This is the, the scene where Matthew McConaughey goes, "Holy shit!" And then everyone loses their job. The market's crashing. So <laughs> get stuff in right now. And I get to hold Margot Robbie's hand. <laughs> oh, damn. Okay, okay. A little bit spicy. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, no big. Um, yeah. Yeah. All yeah. right. Well, I think that's probably going to do it for this episode then. I'm trying something new out. Everyone like this video. Uh, <gasps> and subscribe to the channel if you oh haven't God. already. Is that a YouTuber? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah oh. we're fucking here, baby. Oh, my <laughs> God. What can I say? Um, so yeah, do all that stuff, ring the bell, um, and shout out to Kofi. You got anything to plug while you got a little platform here? Uh, feel free to follow me on YouTube at Kofi KOFIE, Twitch KOFIE WHY, and TikTok KOFIE WHY. Thanks for having me, man. This is so fun. Yeah, this rocked. Hell yeah. Um, good job winning the baseball game. Can't believe I don't have the generated 2K12 names memorized, but that's on me. Should have known. You'll get, you'll get there. Time. You'll get there. You'll get there. Yeah. He doesn't know ball. <laughs> Broad watch. All right. Thanks everyone for tuning in. Wait, I'll wait, one more thing. One oh, wait, wait. Thing. What you got, Pablo? Uh, Pablo Escobar on TikTok, but that doesn't matter. Go to Hot Tunes TV China NBA on YouTube. There's a 47 minute video on Jay Nivey versus Killian Hayes. <laughs> it, I, I 47 minutes. I did it for go watch it, please. <laughs> Dude, put All it, right. put it, put it, put it, put it on Pistons Reddit, man. You are gonna, you will be up there. Hey, they might, smart, they might actually. pin, they might pin that video. If <laughs> <laughs> I'd be permanently pinned. Someone um, cares. Someone cares. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah. Everyone go watch it. You're doing the laundry, doing the dishes, driving around. After you finish this episode, go do it. Oh, Pablo's fucking gone. So, cool. I'll see you guys next episode. Kofi, thanks for coming. Peace. Thanks for having me.